0: And I'm delighted to be in the house of the Lord. I'm thankful for what God has already done and what he's going to continue to do in this house. As I walked in this morning, somebody told me what the Holy Ghost spoke to them, and it was right in line with what the Holy Ghost spoke to me. He is going to manifest himself in this house, and hasn't he already? Amen. Amen. And I don't believe he's finished at all at all praise god if you would just remain standing for a moment and get your bibles ready we'll be going to leviticus 11 john 4 and acts 2 praise god we're gonna have a lot a lot of scriptures today i mean it's a message from the word of the lord so we should have a lot of scriptures amen amen. i know that many of you were not in uh, the building last sunday and you do not know exactly how i concluded Message that I spoke about the breath of life. But I concluded, and as I was developing and putting things together, God put in my spirit for today, I felt to begin how I concluded last Sunday, just with a portion of what I said, the very end of our service before our altar call. And I'm going to do that today. Amen. It is fantastic to have my wife, Ginger, her mother in the house. Peggy Powell is with us today. It's good to have her sitting here on the front row. Thank you for welcoming her with us today. Amen. Amen, amen. Calvary speaks of something done for us. Some of you remember this at the end of our message last week. Pentecost speaks of something done in us. Calvary speaks of the fire which purges from sin. Calvary is where the old life ends. Somebody say amen. Calvary is where the old life ends. Pentecost is where the new life begins. Calvary marks our exodus from the Egypt of sin, the world of sin. And Pentecost marks our entrance into a life of holiness you and I that are in this room today we need both of those we must repent and then receive we must repent and then receive you and I must forsake some things before we can taste the greatest thing the primary intention in the breathing, the breath of God is that we might be changed, that we might become a new creature, that old things might be passed away. The deepest purpose of the Holy Ghost, somebody say the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is inward holiness transforming our character into the image of God. I pose you this question this morning before we read our text. What is the Holy Ghost? What is the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit? Do you know? Do you have the slightest idea what the Holy Ghost is? I can tell you most definitely whether it's your first time in this room or you have been here Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday, it is important to know what the Holy Ghost is. Is it a dove? No. Is it the Spirit of God? Yes, it is. In Leviticus 11 and verse 45, portion of our text today God says I am holy say that with me I am holy John chapter 4 and verse 24 states God is a spirit God is a spirit say that with me God is a spirit. When we put holy and spirit together, you have Holy Spirit. You have Holy Ghost. He is holy. And He is a spirit. And He is the Holy Spirit. I turn your attention to Acts chapter 2 in verse 4 where we read and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance Peter then explaining what the experience was in Acts chapter 2 in verse 16 said but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel and it shall come to pass In the last days. Somebody say the last days. Oh, I feel the presence of God right now in this place. Somebody say the last days. days. And it shall come to pass. In the last days, saith God, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. This leaves absolutely no doubt. Somebody say no doubt. No doubt that the Holy Ghost is god's spirit and today i want to bring to you the title of my message on this pentecost sunday the holy ghost would you lay your bibles down and lift your hands to the heavens right now We want the Holy Ghost to fall in this place. If you do not know it, if you aren't aware of it, we are living in the last of the last days. You can see the sickness and the grossness and the evil of this world as the Word of God says that it will wax worse and worse in the last days. We have seen things this week. We have seen things last week in some of the places that many of you love to shop, that we like to be a part of, that it's waxing worse and worse and worse. We are living in the last days and Lord I am asking right now that the Holy Ghost that you said would fall in the last day. Let it fall on this day on every single individual. You are no respecter of person. It doesn't matter Lord if we have called Truth Church our home for years and decades. Lord I am asking right now on the new and on the old let the spirit of God let your spirit fall in this house today we are hungry somebody say it with me I'm hungry come on somebody say it I'm thirsty come on somebody believe it right now that his spirit is going to fall in this place and I want you to lift your voice to him I want you to let him know you're hungry I want you to let him know you're thirsty I want you to let him know you desire his presence to be in this house and in you. Praise God. My prayer today before you are seated is that it will not be a surface experience today. Oh, praise God. If I've ever felt the presence of God and stating something, I feel it right now. My prayer is. My prayer was last night. My prayer is this morning. My prayer was on Friday afternoon. As I sat on my couch, I said yesterday afternoon, earlier, but it was Friday afternoon. I felt it in my spirit. Lord, let today be a day that it is not just surface, but it's Indwelt inside of you before you leave this house today. A fresh touch and a first time touch before you leave this place. Does anybody want the spirit of God to live in you before you leave? Do you want it to be a fresh touch of his spirit springing up in your life before you leave this house today in the name of Jesus? Praise God. You may be seated. Praise God again. Thank you. Truth praise for your sacrifice. Thank you for being here on Mondays to and Hugh, you, your, your work and what you do, your singing and your playing. Thank you, Jesus, for, for allowing them to usher in your presence today. Praise God. Matt, I'm sorry, Mark chapter 3, if you have your Bibles. Mark chapter 3. I told you we're going to go to a lot of Scripture today. We're going to Mark and John, and I'll, I'll give you more as we go. But just Mark chapter 3 and verse 29 says this. But he that shall blaspheme against... The Holy Ghost hath never forgiveness, but is in danger of eternal damnation. Because, they said, he hath an unclean spirit. Here we can easily see the spirit that was in Christ's fleshly body was the Holy Ghost. Amen. John chapter 14 And verse 16, and I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Somebody say forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. Neither knoweth him but ye know him for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. John chapter 15 and verse 26. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. Somebody say the Holy Ghost. Ghost. Look at your neighbor and say the the Holy Ghost. From these scriptures that we've just read, from these scriptures that were just on the screen behind me, we learn that the Holy Ghost is the comforter and the spirit of truth and the spirit of Jesus Christ. For Jesus said, "I am now with you and shall be." Ladies and gentlemen, is the Holy Ghost real? Not because Pastor Darren said so. Not because that's our anthem here at Truth Church of Denison. But because the infallible, unadulterated Word of God, it tells us, it shows us, it explains to us in black and white that the Holy Ghost is the Spirit of the Lord. It is the Spirit of the Lord, Jesus. Or literally, the Spirit... That indwelt the flesh that we call Jesus Christ. Praise God. I don't know why that we don't get a little more excited about that. Listen to me. I'm going to read what I type one more time. The Holy Ghost is the Spirit of the Lord Jesus, or literally, the spirit that indwelt the flesh. That we call Jesus Christ. When you lift your hands. And you ask Jesus Christ. To forgive you. And you begin to honor him. And worship him. And magnify him. The same spirit. That was in the fleshly body of Jesus. Comes right to where you are. And fills you. And you know that he's there. Because you begin to speak. In other tongues. As the spirit of God. Gives you the utterance. Praise God, I get, I really do get excited about that. It's not just emotionalism. I'm going to tell you something, and I'm going to be very kind. But if that doesn't get you excited as an apostolic, someone that professes that you have the Holy Ghost, then what I want to say to you is you most likely, definitely, surely, no doubt about it, you need a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost because you would get excited. Man, I got the same spirit that was living in the fleshly body of Jesus dwelling in me right now. I got to have joy. I got to have peace. I got to have hope. I've got to have help. Not just to make you excited. That's not why I scream that and yell that and have veins popping out of my neck. I do that, I say that that way. Why? Because it is the truth. Jesus is alive in you today. If you have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, said it from brother, it was said from Brother Trevor here a moment ago. You're in the right place. This is a place that you could be filled with the Holy Ghost. This is a place that you could be baptized in the only saving name, Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. We got water. We got warm water. We got robes. There's nothing that can hinder you from being baptized today. So I encourage you in the house, if you've already been baptized, get excited like you got baptized the first time. Get excited like you did the first time that the Holy Ghost filled your life. Praise God. The coming of the Spirit was the breath, as I preached about last week, of the Lord. It was the breath of life. The goal was attained, the church was born. As we celebrate what happened today, Jesus was saying, I am alive. I was with you, and now I am in you. Praise God. Jesus, help us fully comprehend that, Lord, you are not just some out-in-space God, but you are a God that indwells our lives. And if there's somebody here today, let them understand the magnitude of what happens when they ask you to forgive them of their sins. And Jesus, let today, let them understand, let them grab a hold of the magnitude of what it means when you feel their body and they know that you're in their life because they begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them the utterance. It was said today, dear in our dream, Team Huddle, you don't understand it, we don't comprehend we just diminish a whole lot of things but ladies and gentlemen, when God comes in he changes what you think he can't change, he fixes what you think can't be fixed he transforms things that you didn't think could be transformed, I said it in our prayer meeting just a moment ago strongholds are going to break, hurts are going to go away, peace is going to come, hope is in the house The coming of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost was specifically declared to be the fulfillment of Joel chapter 2 verse 28 through 29 which promised the experience to individuals of all classes of life. It did not matter where you came from. It did not matter your pedigree, whether daddy was rich or mama was rich. It didn't matter if you were poor. It didn't matter what color you were. It was from all classes of life. A similar promise, almost as early as that of Joel had been set forth by Isaiah in Isaiah 28 and 11. For with stammering lips, and another tongue will I speak to this people. At a later time, Paul had related to the Pentecostal experience. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 22. In the law, it is written, with men or other tongues and Other lips will I speak unto this people. Wherefore tongues are for a sign. This goes on. John the Baptist had included the prediction of the baptism of the Spirit as an aspect of the ministry of the Messiah who was to come. He said this in Luke chapter 3. And verse 16. I indeed baptize you with water. But there's one. He will baptize you or shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. I want to just look at one word in that scripture for a moment. I indeed baptize you with water. One mighter than I come. Exactly. He. What is that word right there? He what? He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Brother Jonathan, we know what shall means. Shall is not a maybe so. When it comes to this black book, a shall is for sure this is what's going to happen. Well, that lines up really good with the Word of God because the Bible says, For the promise is unto you and to your children and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. He is going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. If you come to him with a repentant heart, if you come to him saying, Lord, I am broken, I am undone, only you can fix me. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And you'll know beyond the shadow of a doubt that he's there because you're speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives you the utterance. Somebody say the Holy Ghost. Come on, look at your neighbor and shout the Holy Ghost. John 1 and 33, upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on Him. The same is He which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is real. The Holy Ghost is for you and for me today. During the early ministry of our Lord, Referred to the fulfillment of the promise of the prophet Joel. And eight times the gospels record that he specifically predicted a Pentecostal outpouring. The original Pentecost validated the work of Jesus Christ. And it constituted a dispensation. Significant Event when the divine administrator came to earth to abide within his church. There is interest. There is interest and significance in the words of Jesus, in his repeated prediction. Of the Pentecostal outpouring. John chapter 14 and verse 16. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you, as we read a moment ago, another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Do you understand what that means? It's not a one-time thing and it's dead. And it's over. Abiding means that you're there. That you have taken up residence. That you're walking. That you're speaking. That you are fellowshipping. You're abiding. You are there. The word of God says that another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. He's going to be with you forever. He's going to be with me forever. Ladies and gentlemen, the Holy Ghost is alive. The Holy Ghost is well. And the Holy Ghost can abide with you forever. So why do you sit there? Why do you just wonder sometimes, where is God? If you have been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, He's abiding with you in your hurt, in your pain, in your loss, in your your ship that is being torn apart. Jesus Christ is abiding with you forever. Mark chapter 16. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. John 16 and 7. And these signs shall follow them that believe. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Look at your neighbor, and I just want you to repeat that. And these signs shall follow them that believe. One more time. And these signs shall shall follow them that believe. One more time. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name shall they cast out devils they shall speak with new tongues somebody say shall the holy ghost is what gives you power do those things you and I do not have the power yes I've been called yes I'm the pastor of this church but I ain't got any more power than the apostolic Holy Ghost filled person that is in this place I got the same Holy Ghost you do you got the same Holy Ghost I do and these signs shall follow us that believe somebody shout the Holy Ghost The Holy Ghost is real. The Holy Ghost is for you today. Praise God. I'm going to give a little bit of history today. The Old Testament feast of Pentecost was 50 days after the Passover. It represented the beginning of harvest. Symbolically, the initial outpouring of the Spirit at the time of Pentecost was the occasion of the beginning of the gospel harvest. The 120 disciples tarried until this fixed time. Not necessarily because they were not ready to receive, but because God was not ready to give. Unquestionably however the ten days of tearing praise God produced a new measure of submission and the surrender of self in the waiting disciples. Oh I need you to hear that right now. I'm going to read it one more time. Unquestionably this ain't me. I ain't smart enough to get to type all this. This is from a commentary. Unquestionably However, the ten days of tearing produced a new measure of submission and the surrender of self in the waiting disciples. Since the first Pentecost, such tearing is no more prescribed. Oh, hallelujah. We are not Jews waiting for the descent of the Holy Spirit As on Pentecost, nor are we half hearted Samaritans needing to be brought into the union with a Jewish Christian church. But we are Gentiles and are therefore find the order in Acts chapter 10 applicable to us today. While Peter yet spake, listen to it, these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard. The Word. Praise God. The Spirit of God, the Spirit of God is working in this house right now. The Spirit of God is working on this earth right now how do I know that you can go to the news and there are people that don't know very much there are people that hadn't done a whole lot of studying but they began to read these verses they began to read these scriptures just here to college a few weeks and few months ago and let me tell you something it's in the news tried to die down a little bit but there are still young people that are hungry there are still young people that are thirsty there are still young people that are desiring the spirit of God. Although the Spirit of God had previously worked on earth, He had not before assumed His permanent residence within the hearts of believers to constitute them a church. But, ladies and gentlemen, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, a church began to happen. I want to tell you something. You want to be a part of the church? Repent today. You want to be a part of the church? Let God fill you with the Spirit today. You want to be a part of the church? Lift those hands unfettered. Nobody around you. Just lift your hands to Jesus Christ and say, Lord, create in me a clean heart. Renew in me a right spirit. I don't want to live like I've lived. I don't want to live neglecting you. But I want to live with my heart set on you, with my eyes set on you. And God will fill you with this Spirit today. Musicians, if you'd please come. I'm hurrying. I know I say that a lot, but I really am hurrying. Even during the earthly ministry of Christ, the future abiding of the Spirit was anticipated. John chapter 7 and verse 39, the last scripture that I have for you today. For the Holy Ghost was not yet... Given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Jesus' bestowment meant that the Messiah had completed his redemptive work and had ascended to glory. The man that is on the screen here behind me, a Norwegian theologian, Carl. He made this statement. And if you want to write it down, I encourage you to do so because it's pretty powerful. The miracle of Pentecost can no more be abolished than the open grave can again be closed. I'm going to read that again. The miracle of Pentecost can no more be abolished. Then the open grave can again be closed. The church of Jesus Christ today is that wrought by Pentecost. For it is the privilege and the distinct statue of every believer to be indwelt by Jesus Christ. Sir, ma'am that is in this house today, I ask you to stand to your feet. I ask you to close your eyes and lift your hands. And the reason that I ask you that today is today, yes, we celebrate as Bishop talked about. Pentecost, But friend, right now, Jesus Christ wants to indwell you. And it's going to make you have the revelation and the understanding that you don't have to wait for one calendar year out of every year. But every day, you can experience Pentecost. Every day, you can experience the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is for you. As I stated at the beginning of this message, for the promise is unto you and to your children. Children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. The Holy Ghost can change you. The Holy Ghost can set you free. The Holy Ghost can give you hope. The Holy Ghost can transform your mind. The Holy Ghost can take care of every issue that you're going through right now. Pain, God can give it to you. God can give you the Holy Ghost and give you freedom from that pain. Hope, God can give you that as well. Peace, God can give you that as well. Your crooked and messed up life, He can make the path straight. The Holy Ghost, not Pastor Darren, not our programs not our small groups, not being involved in the church, but I'm talking about the Holy Ghost, can do an immediate work right now, right here in this altar and all the other things are just added to it all the other things are just a little bit of help all the other thing is being a part of the church of the living God but ladies and gentlemen, the Holy Ghost is for you today, why don't you lift your voices why don't you lift your hands as these singers come, I want you to come to this altar, would you flood this altar don't get in a hurry to go to the roast don't get in a hurry to go to the restaurant get ready to experience the baptism of the Holy Ghost in this house today